Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's Word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. We are back with another Alumni Life Talk podcast. We are. Glad to be here. In our um, palatial studio. In our studio, yes. We have a very nice studio here. Yeah. Nice chairs anyway. (laughs) It is. And a big desk. And a big desk. Nice room to spread out. Um, But we are here today with a, um, not only an alum, but... A alum who is on faculty and staff here. She's not our PCA. first one, though. She's not our first one. No, but it is kind of fun because it's a different vibe. It's different perspective. Right? We're not just talking about PCA in the past. We're actually talking about PCA in the present. Yes. Because she has both worlds. Uh, yes, totally so it's cool. super cool. Yeah. So I want to cool introduce... From our perspective. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I want to introduce to you guys Mallory Scotto Girk, 2009. Wow, 2009. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Mallory? I'm doing well. Welcome to Life Talk. Yeah. Glad you're here. Tell Hi. us um, what you teach, what you do. Oh, we're starting with that. Yeah, oh, we're going to okay. jump in and then we'll get jump into it now. more. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I, I teach um, the foundation class here in art and two, 2D, so drawing and painting and um, kind of all the advanced classes for uh, two-dimensional art. Two-dimensional art. Okay, so I always have a question about people who teach art. Yeah. Like, are you an artist, like, outside of the teaching of the art? Does that make sense? Like, do you do art for your own fun? Do you get paid to do art? I mean, like, what what does that look like? Um, That's a good question. I would have hoped that I could say yes. Okay. That would that would have been my dream, but I'm a mother. So, no, I don't. I make work probably two to three times a year that is for my own and then I'll sell them or something like that but I would not say I'm an artist that teaches right now gotcha although that would be what I would desire and then what's your area of the 2d art that you are like the expert in are you a painter a drawer Um, uh, color by numbers so surprisingly I would say watercolor for 2D, but my, I love 3D. My master's is in sculpture. So, oh. but my undergrad, I have a specialty, a degree in watercolor. Very cool. So, yeah. And tell so, us where you went to school. Start. Okay. Yeah. Actually, now we're going back. Yeah. Okay, we're going, we're going back. back a little bit. I, uh, went, I graduated. Yeah, I graduated and went to University of North Texas and got two degrees there and a minor in business management. My my degrees are in drawing and painting as one degree, and then I specialized in a degree in watercolor. So that was my undergrad, and then I immediately left UNT and jumped right into my master's and got, um, and my concentration was in 3D sculpture. So, yeah. Wow. So when Mallory Scotto was walking the halls of PCA, yes. was she into art? Yes, okay. yes. I, I would say that was the place that I was at home. Um, and I was a painter, so I painted with oil. That would have been my main medium, oil and watercolor. So you were in 2009 when you graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, PCA has come a long way since 2009. Yeah. What are some of the things I've heard that there are some new things in the art department? Maybe not in her world. Maybe not in your we world. Have a, we but... have a glass kiln now. Yes. Did you know that? Yes, I did know <laughs> that. I would assume she would. Last film, 3D printing. So they have 3D printing um, 
which is really cool for 3D. We have this giant printer that is ginormous and kids say it looked like a coffin so that it could fit a body it's so massive um and so that's new um i don't know i think when i was here uh you couldn't really have a lot of work on the walls i don't know if you guys remember that but you weren't allowed to really put anything on the walls and if you go into my room it's just an explosion of a lot of work and some of it's my work and a lot of it's my students work and so the desire is that they would walk into my classroom and just ready to make um not intimidated but like are we gonna learn how to make this and it's like yes yeah anything that you can imagine in your mind i want to help practically you know, create that for you, help you create that. Well, and when alumni come back, you actually have a really cool spot on campus where your classroom is. So you walk in the front entryway of the leadership center and really your classroom then is on the left-hand side and there's windows. And so you can kind of see in and through, um, through like our pre-function area. So you have a really cool spot that people can everybody see. Everybody gets a window into what kind of what we're doing yeah. in yeah. the studio. That's cool. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, so that's a question about um, how PCA has changed as um, like an environment, as a yeah. building and different things like that. How has Mallory changed oh, from wow. when she walked the hallways, right, as a student yeah. to now that she's walking the hallways as a teacher? Yeah. Um, well, um, I would say I'm 30 now. And you went 30 then. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so 15 years ago wow. or so. Yeah. Um, you know, I came in as a freshman. Okay. And that was a hard transition for me. And I was really quiet and insecure. Um, and when I walked the halls, it was just really challenging. Didn't know how my faith um was something that gave me confidence, that it was an assurance that could kind of guide me through my day to day. And with that in mind, if I I visualize images and photographs go through my mind, I I think, man, I'm not that girl anymore. Mm. Um, And I'm so thankful I'm not that girl. Um, I wrestled with how my faith was not about heaven. All I could understand was, I know God, I know God loves me, I want to love God, and it unfortunately created a sense of moralism, which was, I, yes, yeah. I, I'm going to try and make the best decisions mm-hmm. that I can make, but on the inside, sure, I didn't do like I was a good girl, Mm -hmm. but on the inside, I was very insecure. I had a lot of anxiety and fear. Um, And yeah. What precipitated Mm. the move to PCA? So we had been in public school, all of me and my sisters, I have two other sisters, we had all been in public school. And the shift was, it was not going well for my older sister in public school. And it was just a really bad environment. She had, um, just friends were getting pregnant. And so my parents were like, oop, we're gonna take you out, put you in. And we had been going to Prestonwood. So we were at Prestonwood Church, Prestonwood Baptist Church. And so we shifted here. And when I got here, I think I had in my mind that it was gonna come very naturally to get friends. But when you yourself are, insecure and shy, it was a little bit harder. Um, But now, fast forward 15 years, God has um, 
just been working on me. That justification that I had had at a young age of knowing God um, took a very long time to cultivate into a love for God and a deep Mm. abiding relationship where the word of God was my day-to-day life, that it was my very life. That was not something, I think in high school, I went to the word of God to, I I mean, I, my relationship with the Lord consisted of um, going to church on Sundays. Mm -hmm. I went to a private school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you hear about Jesus a lot. Um, I went to the word of God when I was in the pits of despair. So like, or it was an assignment, you know, or, you know, and then I prayed when I needed something. So those things are not going to create a deep, intimate relationship. And that actually did not occur until I was in my early twenties. Um, so, wow. So Mallory, what would you give the advice to, um, the, the young lady who might be at PCA right now, and she yeah. might be like listening to you. This is one of my favorite teachers. I can't, you know, I love art class. Um, she can relate to you. Um, what would you say to her, the walking the halls of PCA today, um, what advice would you give her, you know, in herself and her self-esteem and who yeah. she is, um, how to grow closer to the Lord yeah. through the things that you just said, you know, in your young self, what would you say to them today? I, I say this to my students all the time, um, mainly my girls. I tell them that if they hide the word of God in their heart, you know, I love Joshua. I love Joshua right in the first chapter where it says, do not let this book of the law depart from you. Meditate on it day and night. When you meditate on it day and night, being careful to do everything written in it, you will be successful and prosperous. I knew that people told me, and my dad told me, read your Bible, but I did not know what that would bring for me. Mm. I did not know the syllogism, syllogism of, if you do this, then you get this. Like it is, there is no doubt success will come, but God's success and God's success is always better than man's success. So I tell my girls all the time, man, read your Bible every day. And, and if you do not understand it now, that it, the problem's you, not the word of God. And the problem is if it's boring or it's confusing, then pray over it as you open up the word of God and say, I don't understand it, or I'm bored by it, God, open my eyes. Mm-hmm. If, in I, if in high school I had read it, and I often was bored or, um, or didn't have time mm-hmm. or it was confusing to me, then right then and there, I should have prayed over it. God, the fault is mine. My eyes are not open. I'm not ready to see, but I want to see. And you just keep going and you keep going and keep going. Like you do it irregardless of how you feel. It's not about mm-hmm. feelings. And um, so that's that word, the word of God. I always tell my students that. And then the second thing is community. Um, you know, being a part of a church, yes, absolutely. But in that church, you need deep community. And in that community, something I did not have when I was in high school. You know, I showed up to church and I had a small group, but I didn't feel known, nor did did I know them. You know, so authenticity of hey, I read the word of God. And it means this to me. And oh, it's a mirror, like James talks about. It's a mirror. And oh, I'm doing this. And God has told me to flee from that. Mm -hmm. So community, having biblical community that allows for you to feel safe, to vulnerably share, but confess. 
something when I got into my 20s, something I had never done was open confession, where now I walk and I've been walking for seven years, I would say for seven years, from 23 to 30 years old, I've been walking in a manner that God would be very pleased by because I confess every day openly Mm -hmm. and vulnerably to all my sisters in my community group. Mm -hmm. So in that, I... James 5.16, I confess and then they pray over me so then I will be healed from the bondage of sin. So that, I mean, Mm -hmm. those two things I would say are like the core. Absolutely. That is where we become holy. Like in that pursuit of holiness, I tell my, my girls and my guys, but really my girls, like what you desire when you love God is to be holy Mm -hmm. and holiness is something that can never be found apart from the Word of God. But holiness is unlike anything that's happening around the world. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes my girls are very lonely or they just want friends. And friends is really hard because I knew that. And I say, it's better to be holy and lonely than to be surrounded by peers or friends than make you gross and ugly before the Lord. Like you want to be holy and that's where life will be found. Like when you're holy, it's only filled with joy and peace and this abundant life that John talks about. Like John tells us about that abundant life is found in him. And we get that now, even despite trials and suffering. If I had looked at my loneliness in high school as man, God is testing he's he's training me like that's that's that training i never looked at my life as a training it was just but i want happiness and i want friends and i want i want what i want god and that's what you're supposed to give me and it wasn't that instead Mm. it was a lot of loneliness and god if only you know there's a lot of if only so if i had navigated high school very differently if only i had known the word of god I would have had a very different experience for the first two decades of my life, you know? Yeah. Wow. Mallory, I love your passion. And I love, you can tell that you love what you do. You love being here. Um, Tell us a little about how you got to PCA. Like what, even start from like, you know, when did you fill out the application? Like how did the job even come up? And then um, also talk to us, you know, you are married and you have children, you're a mom um, and what life is like that. Yeah. Um, So I was in graduate school and I had every kind of desire to be a professor, so working artist that also taught and had been teaching at University of Florida and she had a very different idea of what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm 23. That's the middle of my graduate years. And God has wrecked me and re- opened my eyes. I would say at 23, my eyes were open of like, oh, wow, I've been doing this all wrong. So at 23, this idea of teaching in a secular world, he was calling me out of that. That is not something of where I'm, I'm directing you. And I thought, well, where am I going to go? And then Miss um, Nivens, Tina Nivens, had reached out to me while I was in graduate school and had said, we have a position. And she had asked me, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, I had a difficult experience in high school. I'd never imagined going back and never wanted to teach, except be a professor. But if you know 
professor hours teaching art. You really get to do a lot of what you want to do. And you and so anyways, I filled out the application when I was in my third year of graduate school and thought, okay, God, if maybe this is just a short amount of time, like maybe I'll just teach to pay off my school debt and then I'll be an artist. Like, and I think that's in my mind because I never wanted to be a teacher. So I applied, ended up, um, I got married around that same time. Got married in 2016 to my husband. Um, he went to graduate school with me and him, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast of how him coming to the Lord, he came to the Lord in his 30s and, um, and really was the reason why at 23 my whole life changed. And so we got married, I finished out graduate school and the week, uh, it's really funny, the week we had orientation, mm -hmm. I still lived in Florida and we drove back on a weekend on, on the Sunday and I um, came in at like three in the morning and started work. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> so it was crazy. But I started work here, working here, and um, really had to pray a lot. But then when I went through the interview process with Dr. Taylor, um, it was it just sealed the deal for yeah. me. It was the mo I mean, I I was here with Dr. Taylor and um, had a um, just a really. Um, profound moment where it was very clear God was calling me here and that whatever he had in store, I knew he was going to blow my mind. We know that, you know, we know that when we seek him with all our heart, like he will literally t show us the most marvelous things. And that's what he's done. Um, the first couple years were challenging as a first year student, first year married, first year pregnant, all wrapped up in my first year. But, um, I am, on baby number two, so I've had two kids of my daughter's Dagny, and uh, she'll be coming here in the fall. Yay! Um, excited about so that. Pre-K three, little girl, um, just sweetheart, very passionate as well. And then I have my son Walden, um, and he is uh, soon going to be two. Aww. So I have a three-year-old and, and an almost two-year-old. Wow. Okay, so I have, I have two questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, where do the names come from for your kids? Oh, yeah. That. I love that. Um, so it's funny, my when I met my husband, um, we had already, when we started dating, already had our long list of all our children's names. Okay. So <laughs> we already knew all of our children's names. And the first child, if we were to have a daughter, was going to be Dagny. And it's Dagny Pascal. And Dagny is a character when David and I had met, um, he didn't know the Lord when I first met him. And we uh, really enjoyed Ayn Rand, if you know her writings. Mm -hmm. And she has a book called Atlas Shrugged. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was prior to me, prior to 23. I loved that book. Um, and I, I love a lot of this, uh, kind of the ideals in there um, from Ayn Rand. But the character is a very strong, independent woman who, um, man, driven and had goals set in mind and conquered those goals. Now, the problem with that character was she did it all by her own strength and did not know God. And uh, we, both my husband, husband and I, we're always enthralled by the greatness of man, but the depravity at the same time. Greatness yeah. and depravity. Well, yeah. her middle name is Pascal from Blaise Pascal. We had taken classes in graduate school in um, 
really cool um, story there. And it was all centered around Blaise Pascal's uh, Ponce's, his thoughts. And always came back to this idea of man, the greatness of man, and yet the depravity at the same time. And when you come to know God more, you recognize more and more and more of your your depravity and God's greatness. It's yeah. the it's it's really cool mm-hmm. how God works that out in sanctification. So that's her name. And then my son is Walden Piper. And Walden, when I met David, David introduced me to Throw. And um, he all before Christ, he always talked about um, this idea of property and finding this piece of property, Walden Pond, um, and that that would be where contentment and satisfaction is found. And yet, I mean, we know throw it's he missed it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Piper, for a very long time, when I was started walking with the Lord in my early 20s. John Piper was really influential in my life. And then I wrote, when David had come to know Christ, we would listen to his sermons and read his articles. And he informed us so much of contentment can only be found in Christ alone. So those are... Those are, oh, stay yeah. tuned for the next baby. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So Great those are those are two kids, yeah. I love it. Okay, so now the other thing is, um, pretend I'm in the class of 09. Yeah. Um, and this pops up on my feed because all of our 09 graduates are probably listening. Yeah. Um, and they see your name and they want to click on it. What are they thinking? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, um, I don't know if they would think much. I, was kind of, <laughs> I don't think that there was much to think about. I, I think I was... Um, and this is not any, this is, this was my life and how I imagined it. I was a nobody. So I didn't, there wasn't much about me in high school that stands out and that, um, I was just trying to find my way. Mm -hmm. Um, so if any, I can imagine, I mean, I remember at one point we had went to a Christmas party and nobody could recognize me and I look very different you know I was um had cut my hair I had my hair really really short in high school I felt I was in, so insecure that I looked at everybody around me and I thought I can't be that so I'll just be very different so I'll just cut all my hair off so there was a lot of things that um what I was always wrestling with mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody would have any thoughts other than, I don't know who that is. Um, but what's really interesting is when, um, I, th- I think it's in, it could be in 1 Corinthians, where it talks about the greatness of, of your greatness is only, um, is only found in Him. Mm. Like when I think about my life now, um, I think, man, like I have such a great life, and yet none of it has been in any way been me, my doing. Like me getting, me going to graduate school and it being fully paid for. None of my doing, that was God's doing. Me getting this job, like not qualified in any way and yet my doing, I'm, I get this job. You know, everything keeps building up and it's like God has made my story really great. Yeah. And it's only him, you know. Yeah. So he took someone that was not great, and by all stand, like all standards, very average, 
and yet he's made something I think very great out of it. I would definitely say he's made something very great out of it. You, you know, you talk about at that point, maybe being a nobody, but I mean, you are so respected and loved here and your students love you and you have done um, some incredible things here being at PCA. Um, And one thing that I want to highlight for our alumni is um, Mallory came to the Alumni Association last year with an idea of having an alumni art exhibition. And so last year during homecoming, we pulled off the very first ever uh, alumni art exhibition. And that was really all because of you and your... um, your ideas and your, That's you know, cool. we've getting, had some great artists go through. We've here. had amazing yeah. artists, so cool. and we're going to do yeah. it again this year. Yeah. Um, so, artists out there yes. <laughs> who Call. are listening and want to be part of mm. being in our art exhibition, great idea. Um, you can submit pieces and yeah. um, you can get started on them now. Mm-hmm. And we will talk through the logistics of that, but wanted to highlight that because that's such an incredible program and event that yeah. we do we're going to be doing every year at homecoming yeah. so and that's specifically up for alumni because of your vision for yeah. our school yeah my husband my husband teaches at trinity so he's an art teacher at trinity and um i go to all their events and they have a really massive alumni base yeah. and they do this spectacular alumni show and every year i would go to this alumni show and i just thought man this is amazing and alumni would come over the football games going on and they'd come over i thought why aren't we doing this you know there's so many students that even they came to they were at pca but they didn't go through the art program mm-hmm. and yet now they're photographers or they're graphic designers and they're in the arts they're in the creative field um, and they landed there and so we often miss out on hearing all those stories of where they've gone and what they're doing Um, and we got to just see glimpses of that I mean I pulled a lot of my students that are um, making really beautiful work, but it was I, awesome. this is a call. I would love to have students over the last 10, 15 plus year. I don't, I don't even remember when I graduated. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, how old? Uh, we're twenty five years, so twenty five yeah. years. Yep, yep. Of, of grads, yeah. Um, so, Mallory, what would be a podcast, a book, or something that you would yeah. recommend um, to our listeners? Yeah. Um, so I. Um, I would say back uh, during COVID um, in 2020, it was really hard for me. I had been really involved in my community group and I was, I'm a people person. So quality time and seeing people face to face. um, And I didn't have that Mm. and people would um, had made the decision that they weren't going to gather. And so I remember David and I kind of in this place of we desired our, our church had kind of closed their doors for a time. And my husband and I were lonely. And it was the first time in my life where I was back to that place where I hadn't been lonely. I had been content and I had fellowship and community with the brothers and sisters of Christ. And now I don't. And I fell upon R.C. Sproul, and he changed my life. Um, I remember growing up seeing those books on bookshelves, but nobody ever telling me, you know, it wasn't until 20 years later Mm -hmm. that um, I came upon Renewing Your Mind, um, which, you know, I would say is brilliant because they're short and they're 30 minutes and you get to hear him and his Ligonier teachers 
and um, they that has been absolutely influential in my reformed faith of um, my faith every day mm-hmm. being um, reformed yeah. to holiness. Yeah. And so that would be something I like to mention to people if they're not really into podcasts, because I got like a long list of podcasts, <laughs> a big podcaster, but that one is really excellent if you are needing something that just fills up your, renews your soul, like fills your soul for 30 minutes every day. And um, I mean, this is just something. I mean, I love it so much that one of my children will be named his name. So yeah. if that tells well, there you, you anything. Go. So yeah, oh, that's, that's my yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks thank you for, for having, coming on here thank you for having and me. talking to us. We love um, talking to the alumni that not only have walked these halls, but are here as their career and their path. And we are so grateful for you. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Life Talk where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. Until next time, let your life talk.